0: Wake up, buy here, pay here people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Well, hello. Hey. Friday, right? Um, It is. <laughs> I got so a frog in a my throat little somehow. Froggy. A little froggy. Um, welcome, everyone. Welcome. Yeah, we're glad to have you all here. It's uh, end of the week and... Um yeah, excited for the weekend.
1: For sure. Yeah, yeah, there's a um a lot of good stuff happening.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um announcements. announcements. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking about uh BHP United I didn't prepare a list today. I know we have that. The one big thing I want to share with our listeners is um we just recorded yesterday with Brent oh, Carmichael yeah. and Steve Levine a really great uh tote the note podcast on Compliant underwriting.
0: So before we like go into like compliant underwriting, um, we actually have two podcasts. That was actually, that was created before the morning show right. was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so tote the note, uh, if if we were to describe the difference between the two, the morning show is kind of like good morning America. It's like, it's more, f- you know, free flowing. We talk about stuff, we giggle, we, you know, goof off all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and and it's live. And then the to- the note is kind of like 60 minutes. Right. It's it's um more serious getting it, but they there is some laughing, especially when you get Brent and well, you get yeah, Brent and, and I have yeah, fun, yeah. They have quite a good time. But so um it's it's usually more impactful things, kind of like when we just did the uh, the event in March. Yeah, it's it's kind of long yeah.
1: form subjects uh-huh. like things that we won't take on that are yeah, So just it was a little
0: compliance more serious. In and it was underwriting, underwriting. yeah. Underwriting. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, I so would, like, you know, right. and, yeah.
1: and again, kind of a dry subject, except that underwriting is important for us to figure out what we can and can't do. Um, I'll give you a hint: uh, the word discrimination came up multiple times. Oh, yeah. So you know, yeah. there's just going to be. It's important for us to understand um, how to stay out of the crosshairs, you know, of the governing agencies. And so, um, yeah, and it's possible. We just uh, yeah. when folks like Steve Levine show up, we should pay attention. And uh, and he was. Uh, I would say he was less legal and more pro buy here, pay here. You know, he's very much an advocate Mm -hmm. for the buy here, pay here dealers, you know? And so it was, it was good information. So anyway, look for that. We expect to have that released sometime next week. Yeah. And then we also hope to have uh, Steve, on the morning show when when yeah. that thing goes yeah.
0: out so. so so yeah probably yeah. in the next uh couple of weeks yeah good morning george good morning george <laughs> and good morning taylor Jorge and, and george and um, uh, tyler everybody. simmons
1: yeah tyler i'm not surprised you would be tuned in for that uh yeah. episode with um with steve Levine. yeah it's quite good so i, yeah. I know you're gonna enjoy that so look forward to, to uh, uh you'll also want to watch for that um that morning show with steve so yeah <clears throat> we'll figure that out yeah Okay. Um, all right. Shall we get to numbers?
0: Yeah, is there nothing else?
1: Um I mean we got BHP United coming up that's yeah. at, uh, just yeah. barely End a couple of weeks away. I think that's yeah. 2 weeks from Sunday maybe. Yep. So um And
0: then on the heels of that is the Neo um Summit and right. those of you who are Neo users please reach out to your folks at Neo and mm-hmm. get yourself registered if you can if you're planning on going to the sum to the Buy Here Pay Here um United Summit. Yeah. Um Stick around an extra day if you can. We will be there for that because yeah. we've got a lot of our clients on Neo. And um, yeah. so, like, I spend quite a bit of time with our clients just um, going through all the scenarios and working with them on Neo. So, yeah. I'm excited about it a, a little bit more. If you're
1: not a Neo user, go to neoverify.com yeah. check that oh, out. Oh, yeah. Like, schedule yeah. a we, demo with Scott and check that thing out because it's fans. really, yeah, it's yeah. a big, big, um, advantage for buy here pay yeah. here so yeah. yeah
0: okay so you want to talk about
1: cash flow
0: cash flow
1: okay and it's not just me that wants to talk about this there was a huge <laughs> little uh thread and buy here or in the uh, buy here pay here yeah. boardroom group i think's where that started i'm just was looking it up as yeah. the show started here but um yeah it's it's interesting how no it's actually was in the success group um mm-hmm. so the um for those not following bhp success BHP boardroom or our our buy here, pay here specific uh, Facebook groups. A lot of great conversation in there. And there was one about cash flow. And I see this come up. And I think it's a problematic conversation because inevitably, it, the conversation is incomplete. Yeah. Like you can't. There's so many variables, so many factors to consider, and I know, like our good friend Tommy in Pennsylvania, those of us who have ADD, yeah. you don't have time to read all the stuff and give the full explanation. Yeah, you know, we're all busy out there, and so I just yeah. think it's kind of problematic. And so what I wanted to do for today is, you know, go back to the cash flow modeling we did recently on the prior episode. When was that Monday? Monday. Mm-hmm. So we'll share that link with, uh, this episode and tie them together so you can find, cause this is just kind of a follow on to the yeah. same conversation we had before. Mm-hmm. And I got to say at the beginning, uh, for those who didn't see that other episode, this modeling that we're going to look at is based on a tool that I built many years ago. We still use it with our clients. Mm-hmm. It's meant for kind of high level, uh, projections mm-hmm. trying to help dealers, <clears throat> excuse me, dealers figure out how much
0: frogs are contagious today yeah
1: (laughs) but it's mostly meant to help dealers figure out exactly how Uh much capital is going to be required to execute their strategy and how long it's going to take before they get to a place where they're cash positive
0: yeah yeah um we had uh, quite a bit of feedback from the show on monday Mm -hmm. and uh we knew when we finished Monday that there was so much more meat on the bone that yeah. could be really helpful for dealers out there. so um, so we may even have another episode. Um, yeah, I think it's we, it's yeah. likely.
1: yeah, there's um because we're not even really digging into the RFC side of this yet well,
0: and and just so you all know that this is like when we do this with clients, it's typically, um, three plus hours on uh, over a couple of days that that we're going through and and like dialing it in for a specific dealer because you know we'll show them the overall and then it's like well what do you want here what do you want here what do we suggest here and so there's there's an awful lot that's that's yeah
1: and i think one of the things that i hear i i hear a lot of people say um you know figure a million or two million dollars to get in by by here and i think well i'm not sure that's true and i and well i know it's not true because the The reality is, there's all different strategies, Mm -hmm. and you and I meet people all the time Mm -hmm. who are looking at buy here, pay here, and they already have a business. They might have a service center. They might have which means their overhead
0: is like they've already got that covered. Yeah, they've got their rent covered.
1: I mean, for them to add another you know, five to 10 buy here, pay here sales a month would cost them almost nothing in overhead to function, For right?
0: Overhead. Yes. Yeah.
1: They're already licensed. Yeah. They mm-hmm. don't have all the licensing yep. expense that a typical dealer would, mm-hmm. would experience and all that rent that you have to pay during your licensing period and mm-hmm. all those kind of things. So, you know, compared to a standalone startup buy here, pay here, there are just ways to get there. And also people... Forget to allow for the pace of sales. I think when they yeah. say you're going to need $2 million, well, yeah, if you're going to sell 30 a month, you know, then yeah, you probably need $2 million, but it's not, that's not the strategy for everybody. Yeah. And again, not everybody's got the same amount of overhead. You know, I think um, that's the thing that people need to allow for. Sometimes people can step in this business and have a way to cover overhead. Um, you know, we've met people who are, had family that was going to work in the business. They were going to commit twelve months to working because they had other sources of income, mm-hmm. and they were going to get twelve months as operator yeah, so manager without
0: without right? any kind of compensation. So and now you're like, just doing you know, this. You yeah. know,
1: the point is, I just think we got to be careful about because we we discourage uh, people needlessly, mm-hmm. or we encourage them kind of recklessly. <laughs> you know, it's like there We just really need to get good information. I think mostly I'm looking for complete information, and what we're doing here today is still incomplete. Like there's. But it's way more thorough, like it's way more specific than, than what we hear out there. And so I just think we, we need to be careful and we need to really, you know, make sure we're, we're looking at apples and not oranges, you know, when we're in I the, mean, in yeah, the, they're both fruit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. but um, Yeah, but they're, they're not the same. They're not so the I same. So I think we got to so. be careful to make sure we, we look at the whole picture. But yeah, yeah so uh, if you want to share that on the screen, I'll kind of start I'm taking folks to. through it. Yeah. So that um, I know will be a little difficult for you to read. And we also remember that some of you are are tuning into this podcast, you know, in the car or.
0: So, yeah, if you would like to see the charts, just uh, make sure that you go to our YouTube channel yeah. and um, it's James Rhodes slash Octane Group. Yeah. I YouTube. think you've got the and thing I we know, can well, share actually, on
1: the screen at some point where you can find. Well, it. Yeah, again, if people are listening. listening they're- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just look, look for uh, look for BHPH morning show. We, yeah. You know.
0: It's YouTube. Jim Rhodes sh- slash the Octane Group is the page, but the BHPH morning show. Right. Oh, I, can I squirrel for just a a second? second. Of course. So I just, uh, I just, um, we gave some of our smart home technology stuff to kids when we moved away. And then they gave it back because they're like, I don't like people listening to me. So uh, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, so um, one of them. Uh, is a Google Home screen uh-huh. that um, that we usually keep in our bathroom, and um, you know, so we can watch YouTube, we can listen to, and so yesterday, right after I got it set up, I was like, I was like, "Buy here, pay here, morning show," and like, bloop, yeah. there it was, yeah. and I was pretty, I was pretty tickled,
1: yeah, I was pretty tickled. If Google that. is listening in to us in our bathroom in the morning, <laughs> those people are goofy, yeah.
0: yeah right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we're goofy they're not goofy yeah, but right. we're goofy yeah, so yeah, yeah it could it could be entertaining yeah. so i'm done with the squirrel okay now gotcha. we're 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 numbers. looking at the thing and um yeah, yeah. youtube all the stuff
1: yeah so i would say you know these we're going to show these numbers on the screen so it'll be harder uh when you're just listening to the audio but um couple yeah. just a recap of the thing um yours don't let these numbers scare you um the numbers are based on a scenario mm-hmm. we currently have loaded <clears throat> you know your your numbers would likely vary Yeah, uh, so we're differ. just like
0: a quick review what we uh, we're not going to go back into all of
1: this not so all much the details but there. you know
0: it's based on how many units what your average cost what sure. your average selling price you know based on this model 15 units a, a month uh, your sell price average 12 12.5 12, uh-huh. Um, you know, all, and like there's, there's some things in their startup costs are at $30,000 that mm-hmm. we we're saying with this one, that it's a max out of just, um, a little over a million.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, you're, you're, that's at a volume of 15 sales a month at mm-hmm. a $12,000 or twelve five price. I mean, there's just a lot of things here that are again, factors. And I said mm-hmm. this morning in some of my comments out there on social is like, you know, there's a ton of opinions about this and there are probably just as many or more factors like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you just got to look at all these variables, all these factors to make a judgment. Yeah. And like I say, what we're looking at here is is not perfect. But what I really set out to do, I was up early this morning kind of creating a new visual on how to think about, you know, where the money goes. Like I almost mm-hmm. made that the title of the podcast is like where does the money go when you start mm-hmm. a buy here, pay your operation? And a lot of people are out there and established still trying to figure out where's money going? Like, uh, you know,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that one of the things that when we are dealing with new dealers and we're dealing with established dealers that are needing some um, like help mm-hmm. uh, that, that overhead is in, in a lot of these, I mean, you know, you have your, your buy price and your sell price and all of those kind of things, but overhead mm-hmm. is your, like the thing that can move the needle really, really quickly. Sure. Uh, um, yeah. And I
1: think in this particular scenario, we've only got 18,000 a month um, of overhead loaded in year one. It goes up a little bit in year two, but mm-hmm. it'd be just because I'm using a, a formula that drives off of uh, just a, a growth factor. <clears throat> but bottom line is, you know, where would that overhead be for you? That's why these numbers, you know, it's like, you can't be sure Mm -hmm. where you're going to land until you actually model out your stuff. And like
0: you said, there's some that we come in and they're like, we have other streams of income. We don't need to, we don't need to draw salaries, not for the first year. We have others that, um, we want to be able to draw $75,000 a year or $150,000 a year or whatever. And so it's like, it really does move that needle quite yeah. a bit. Those, those kind of, sure. and like the rent of the property that you're at and sure. how many people you want to hire. And, yeah. you know, is this going to be a family business where everyone's just kind of pitching in because the, you know, the pot of gold at the end of the thing or you haven't it's so right. many things. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and the other thing I think we touched on that first episode is the thing about, um, just discipline to the plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are just numbers. So I remember talking to a dealer a while back who said, you know, we did our modeling back when we started. And I think we set our, our budget at, um, $1,000 per car on recon and, and uh, I'm picking numbers. I can't remember what they were, but it's thousand on recon and we're actually more like fifteen, sixteen hundred $1,600. And he's like, I feel like we didn't model it very well. And I thought, well, is that a modeling problem? Or is that a, a discipline to the policy problem? I mean, did we set a policy and why did we deviate from it? I mean, and yes. that's
0: another factor. Yeah. It's like, are we putting, um, are we putting cars that we would drive right. on the lot and fixing them until they're to the point where it's like, th- that's, yeah. uh, or are we putting cars that will fulfill a need? for our yeah, customers. Different
1: subject. We'll yeah. come back to that one yeah. day. But yeah, I think that's kind of, with the modeling, it's just numbers. I mean, you've got yeah. to create a budget and then in order for it to work, you got to be disciplined to that budget. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you make it in business. It's like one of the things we talked about in the first episode is this thing about cash down. You know, a lot of times when we're starting dealers who's brand new, mm-hmm. we don't, we can't tell them to expect their down payment is going to be we can talk about percentage of selling prices and this and that but it's hard to say we can, because, we can
0: give them some advice about what they should ask for at the beginning yeah i mean we're know? definitely
1: going to do that but yeah. i just mean you can't know you can't build this model on you can you can be consistent about where your sale price mm-hmm. is going to be but we're trying to reach a certain volume and and that's another episode another tangent mm-hmm. off of this we can come back and talk about that thing i call the volume formula it's mm-hmm. like when you, when you look at the cost, the impact mm-hmm. to your business of running low volume for a period of time and getting a lot of your cash tied up in overhead, that's a thing. And so we need to, we do probably just need to do a whole separate episode on oh, that yeah. one day, because yeah. that's something that we've talked about in our, it's that, that's amongst the material that's in the Institute, but it's just something that we haven't really talked about yeah. much in the morning show, but let's go to these charts. I mean, I think what you see here is again, there's There's some, for those who missed the first episode, there's a lot of work that happens over here on this portfolio page. We're using some drivers that, you know, we could translate that into some sort of collateral recovery rate or, you know, whatever you might Mm -hmm. choose, but really we're just using it as a way to predict what the incoming cash is going to be principal interest, uh, you know, sold repos. I mean, that's cash. And so we do that to drive that. And then what I wanted to just see is really this part right here. And I don't know if you're as large as you can be on the screen for our viewers there, Michelle, but the, but basically all those numbers that you see in red, they're difficult to read because of the way the labels had to be put on there. But what this shows is out of the, it took, you saw it on the first page that we were just over a million dollars in total cash to get this thing off the ground or to get to cash positive, I should say. Mm -hmm. So that's in this particular case, that just over a million included income tax, uh, as a reserve. So just quickly about that with income tax, what I've done is I've, I've used the RFC, we use the thirty percent discount, and so now what you're seeing really is the income tax reserve on the dealership side.
0: Now an RFC though, and <laughs> that's a whole nother, yeah, now a whole nother show. Typically an RFC is not created in the first year.
1: Um, well, it depends on volume, what, and then uh, when you start, yeah, but it like like if
0: you're starting in October, you're probably not going to create an uh, RFC in that calendar I year. Be recommending. Um, but so the discounts for the RFC, that's a lot of times not in the first uh first months of opening.
1: Correct, but it it typically would be done. Just keep in mind what we chose to do in this modeling is that we use the discount for the RFC because if we don't, then our income tax is you know
0: sky high
1: mm-hmm. and we know that that's not you know anybody who's in this business doing some volume your cpa is going to recommend if you didn't hear jim and michelle talk about in the morning show your cpa is going to recommend we got to get an rfc set up and get these notes mm-hmm. discounted. If,
0: if you've got a cpa that sure. understands yeah. this kind of stuff yeah
1: or if you're also looking at this because you're contemplating buy here payer you also need to look at leasing so as a quick mention for our friends out in California, LHPH, like, you also want to look at leasing. We're not modeling out leasing here. I hope to come back and bring some of that to you one day, but right now we're looking at just retail installment contracts, conventional buy here, pay here. Mm-hmm. And so just keep in mind, again, we're using the RFC discount. That's going to reduce the amount of income tax and, and all, all I've done in the modeling is I used the 35% tax bracket mm-hmm. tax uh, rate. And I said, we're going to withhold mm-hmm. and put into like a, escrow account for for the IRS we're going to put into the, we're going to reserve the dollars that are income mm-hmm. tax based on 35% of our income okay um and that's net income after discounting the rfc so that's what happens here so you can see though the breakdown is you've got these month zero expenses what i call month zeros all those expenses leading up to when you get in revenue mm-hmm. and start creating your first sales and your first cash flow so mm-hmm. month revenue or month zero expenses are going to be that 30 grand. Your initial inventory, we've got in there to 175 grand. We've got um, replacement inventory, inventory replacement. So we're going to spend 1.4 replacing those 15 cars a month for by the way this is 17 months that it takes to get to the 1.048 or whatever the max mm-hmm. cash was. Mm-hmm. Tell so you across have, 17 months. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got across that period you've got 1.4 that you're spending on inventory. You've got 382 grand that we're spending in recon.
0: That's another topic. Yeah. yeah.
1: We've got 319 that we're spending in overhead at the numbers again at the 18 grand 18 that we had loaded up. in there. TTNL runs 250. Okay. So that was about $1,000. I think that's, I'm only using and, like 6 dollars And there are,
0: um, every state is going to be just a little bit different. Yeah. So yeah, your, that's another, your, yeah, another thing to be considering. Yeah. And there are states that require you to pay the tax all up front in other
1: states that you can pay. Right. um, It's all the reason that these numbers are going to vary, right? How much cash is really required to get over the hump is going to be very different. Mm -hmm. And then reserve for income tax is only 84 grand across that 18 months. Um, I can tell you that's probably low. Like we probably, again, Overhead's going to be a thing, but it's just, it's just math. I mean, we, we do know how to calculate the income over on the RFC side right now. We're just looking at the dealership side, Mm -hmm. but we, we've only withheld about 84 grand in income tax. And now you start to look at the incoming cash side in the first 17 months, you're going to collect a little over 500 grand in, in down Down payments. payments. That's a two grand per sale at 15 sales Mm -hmm. per month. We don't have very many clients average of two grand down. I so, you know
0: and, and that's another one of those things that uh, I, you know, I watch social media and and it's like what are you doing as you're down and it is all, all over the place and it doesn't mean that one is right and one is wrong. Thank it's you. like what can your what can your market sustain? What kind of what can your inventory sustain? What what do you, what is it that you're are you? Are you turning a lot of people away so that you can, and and you're able to to not have as much volume so you can get the more down payment? I mean, it just, there's... No Thank right you. way, but I'm glad you different. brought
1: that up because it's like, yeah, people look at this and think, well, I only want to do two thousand dollars down. If I can't get at least two thousand dollars down, I don't want to do the deal. Okay, well, you built your model based on 15 sales a month, but what if you only are able to average selling seven a month at two thousand dollars down? What is that? How does that change your whole model here? Ch- yeah. There's a lot of impact from that, <laughs> so I think it's just you know, it's, it's important. And, and, you know, we mentioned Neo at the beginning, we're learning a lot of things about down payment and how in how Yeah. Naveen will
0: say down payment is not a, uh, it's not the factor. It is a, but it's not the factor that, that everyone thought it was about the success of a loan.
1: Well, and let's just look at this. I mean, I think when you see this other pie chart, we'll take you inside some of these, this other numbers. Um, but the principal collected is five fifty two, in that seventeen months we're collecting. And that's based of interest. on about a
0: four fifty a month payment.
1: Right? Uh, yeah, it came out to a little over that, I think. And um, we're actually not using the the average payment; we're using the the drivers to uh-huh. to, to pr- project principal and interest. But in this case, and and I just do that because I find that it's the most reliable to, okay. as far as projecting what's going to happen. And then interest collected, I said, again, is 380. And then sold repos comes to about 152. So you can see that when I show the pie chart, let's go and look at the pie chart instead or in addition to. um, So let's study this a minute. Let's be careful about what we're looking at. Again, all the same numbers that we've already talked about. And what this says is that 84 grand in terms of all the capital that we invested, that 1.048 that we've got invested Mm -hmm. across 17 months, 8% of that went into income tax reserve 30 grand went into pre-launch expenses. So that's what that blue wedge is right Mm -hmm. there. Our initial inventory, which is still an asset because what we're doing is we're replacing that inventory. Mm -hmm. So let's assume we paid cash for that opening inventory. We've replaced it every month as we sold. We actually by I think if I remember in the modeling, we started with an inventory of 25 cars and we have a volume of 15 a month. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly sitting on a, on a we're replacing 15 and we're sitting on inventory 25. So at the end of that, that purple wedge right there, that's still an asset to us. We're still sitting on that inventory, mm-hmm. right? And so now we've got these uncovered expenses. So that, I don't know what what the folks at Harvard would call this or, you know, in business college, but it's like, those expenses that you're um, experiencing when you're um, early in business and you do not yet have enough cash flow coming in to cover that overhead, okay. So that just means that's what I call uncovered expenses. So there's going to be, you're going to have expenses. You're going to be upside down on your operating expenses, some more than others. But there will come a point when you're generating enough cash to cover that overhead. And so, have now- we ever
0: showed that graph that we that we show? Or that we um when we're working with a, a new dealer, I don't where, think we have we oh, almost and never that, show that, visuals in yeah, one yeah. We should show that graph because Jim has um based on what people's someone's model is and all of that, is that he will show this is how many contracts and the point that you need to have to cover oh, your that, overhead. Yeah. And here's what it is where you are you have enough um where you can now cover all of your operating expenses we, we I mean, all have your inventory all of the you know problem everything. is
1: we already have white hat Wednesday maybe occasionally we could do a whiteboard Wednesday I you know that
0: stuff. might really be yeah. That might be really be a good idea. We because actually are investing in a, uh, a like a rolling whiteboard. So, so now you oh, see man. how it works,
1: folks. You're just witnessing how <laughs> what happens with us. We, we just we just make it up as we go. We just you know, idea comes and why, why not?
0: Yeah, we should why do not? that. Let's, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, yeah. so yeah. back to the back to the graphic. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, so the other part is you got these uncovered expenses, which really in the scheme of things are fairly small in this particular model. Mm-hmm. I think it you would expect in a lot of the charts for that number to look a lot bigger. But then they're if,
0: uncovered expenses because as you're going, you're starting to pull in um, some cash flow, and now yeah. those what we it's that usually goes towards your overhead versus right. like covering your expenses. Yeah, and I um, didn't
1: explain. Um, we've got tax title license down in here in the funding of contracts. I included in that in the funding mm-hmm. of you know whatever those because well, we are
0: do there. we do
1: we have to fund it. Fund, we yeah, we finance so we cover the times, cost yeah. of replacing cars and so on. But if we, so in this case, because we add in all the money, you know, we basically say, okay, the 1.048 in this example, 734,000 of that went into the funding of contracts. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of problematic, probably requires more explanation than what we're able to give here. But the idea is for me, when I look at that, I'm thinking, you know, this shows why you really just need a good funding partner, because really those, I always say, when we work with clients on the startup is like, we really want to target that chart that you're talking about. We Mm want to target how many contracts we need to cover overhead. Right. And then we need to target how many contracts we need to have paying, whatever the monthly payment is or whatever to cover both overhead and And the cost of replacing inventory. Right. Mm -hmm. So now if we had that number figured out, then we would know, okay, once, if we can get to that place, we know how much cash it's going to take to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think you can see that, um, I always say once we get past overhead, then the dollars are mostly going into earning assets, which is this big purple p- portion of this, you know, when we're funding contracts, that's money that we're investing and, and it's going to return mm-hmm. to us at some, you know, re- ROI. Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny cause, um, you know, we, we, we do what we encourage all of our clients to do. We we spend so much time working in our business, so much time working on our business. And so we've been recently doing some um some modeling of some things that are that are coming in the future. And and I'm always like, it's gonna cost us X amount of dollars. And Jim's <laughs> he's like, Okay, now let's do it. I need to model this for <laughs> He's well, like, you're going to be bringing in. And so it just, there's, there's yeah. so many moving pieces. Yeah, She to, tends to look yeah.
1: heavily at the expense side. And I think, well, that's fine, but you got to allow the revenue side. Yeah. yeah and that's so it that's true. That's that, how much cash you're going to need if you never created because revenue. Because what,
0: what, what, you know, I, I, maybe that's where dealers are coming from when they say three billion million, $2 million is the same thing that I'm looking at. And it's like, like to do this after all of the research that I've done, we need X amount of dollars. Well, and, and it's like, you're going, no, we don't need all of that up front. Cause we're going to be doing all of this other stuff. Well, so, and
1: gosh, yeah. keep in mind, I've been doing this for 20 years. I mean, I've been working with dealers who are new mm-hmm. to it and they're, I'm always hearing them talk about, you know, I set up my own spreadsheet or I did my own, you know, napkin sketches or whatever. And I did the math mm-hmm. on 10 car sign, whatever, and I think that's not going to get you there like that. I hear you. It's where you start, but until you can model out your portfolio and the cash that's going to be generated Mm -hmm. from that portfolio, you just, it's hard to model these things on napkins and spreadsheets. If you don't have the, the means to go in there and create that um, forecasted, Income that you're going to mm-hmm. generate, so that's why it's just problematic. And I think, you know, we do this this cash flow modeling for folks, and it's it's been, and we just still improve it. Like all these charts and stuff, we just I just add them this morning. Like we'll use that with clients going forward. That <laughs> can better visualize what's happening.
0: But, it's one of the things I love about you. Is it? It really is. It really, it it really, really is. I can get. I can do a like a Netflix. um hide that. A, You're gonna hide it now.
1: No, okay. yeah, I'm done.
0: Now. Oh yeah, um, I can do like a Netflix. Thing over the weekend and jim's elbows deep and in, in spreadsheets, spreadsheets. and yeah. it's it's like his joy yeah. i just yeah it's when i was in the a 20 group I,
1: my my fellow group members used to tease me about my spreadsheets and am sorry but
0: like, you know considering you love doing it and you have spreadsheets that you've been using for 20 years i
1: love fishing more but sometimes <laughs> i have to do work you know?
0: So, you know if only you could do spreadsheets while fishing well. <laughs> Seen a little battery pack
1: in the boat probably, but uh, it's all good. If when you're just trolling, yeah, no, right.
0: actually, you know, we probably, we could probably figure that out. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he would, he would never come home.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I think we could wrap up there. It's like we, I think what people can see is mm-hmm. that the, um, you know, there's just a lot of things to look, look at and doing the math on this. And so I just think we have to be careful about giving advice that is either going to encourage or discourage somebody, and, and they're operating off incomplete information. So let's just be careful. Let's Absolutely. try to be thorough, you know, when we give this information. And, um, and so that's what yeah. we're trying to do here today is give people a point of reference and, and understand there, mm. there's, there's ways to get there.
0: Absolutely. So again, if you are listening um, on our syndicated stations, you don't see the visual. And so if you want to be able to see some of the visuals of what we're doing, please go and I'll throw that um, up there for those of you who can see, but yeah. still want to go there. Um, our YouTube channel. Jim Road slash the Octane Group, or just look up the Buy Here Pair morning show. Please
1: subscribe over there. Please subscribe. That's a yeah. Good yep. way to make sure you get notification about and you all do the stuff. When, we got.
0: And, and the thing when you, when you subscribe to that, um, anytime that there's new content, not just from the buyer, More morning show, but when, when that, uh, podcast drops that yeah. you just did yesterday with Steve Levine and, right. and Brent, that will be, YouTube will you'll, be. you'll be like in real time, know yeah. that it's dropped and that it's available for you to, to be able to watch. And it's, right. it's always good information when you, you know, are doing that. So, and, um, you know, if there's anything we can do to help you, please feel free to reach out. You sure. can call or text us 903-816-0216. Yep. 903-816-0216. That's
1: me. You'll get and, my cell. Um You'll get Jim cell
0: And, um, or you can go to octane.group and, um, ask for a, um, a discovery, discovery call. call. Or exploratory call. Meeting, yeah, yeah, we do. You know, it's just, it's like a 30 minute discovery call and we can just, uh, you can schedule that right there. So, yeah. um, all right. Anything else before we let everybody go and back to their Friday? <laughs> uh,
1: not a thing. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, go enjoy your, um, your buy here, pay your Friday and uh, have a great weekend.
0: I know. Um, Hey guys, we will see you on Monday. We've got a lot of work we're going to be doing until then. So till then have yourself a really great weekend.